Well, hello there. Good to see you again, George. Yeah, good to see you too. Uh, George, uh, have you uh, watched anything on Netflix uh, this past week? It seems as if I'm already up to season three on Broadchurch. Oh, do you like Broadchurch? I am become enraptured by it. That's got one of them Doctor Who's in it, right? It has multiple Doctor Who's. Multiple? Oh, the lady Doctor Who's in it in also. Fact, she is in it as well. Yes. Let me give you the pitch. It yeah. is about a small town in which a murder happens. Right. And it turns out everyone has a secret. That's really what you want to do with, you know, David Tennant, the funniest Doctor Who, is put him in one of the most depressing television shows hey, imaginable. He has to figure out who killed a little boy. Right. And... He does a bang-up job. Isn't the woman also who won uh, the Oscar for Best Actress in that also? Oh, uh, yes. She's uh, great. Madam Olivia Coleman. She's good in everything she's in. If you know? the Queen has not knighted her, I think we should. Right. <laughs> and she was in, uh, what's a British sitcom she was in? Peep Show. Peep Show. But that is not on Netflix. I don't think so, so we can't talk about I it. I think it is on Netflix. Oh, for real? I believe so. I think okay, that is where I've watched it. Okay, we can't talk about it. Actually, no, I recant my previous statement. It is a fact... On Hulu. Oh, we cannot talk about it because we are, as always, two George Bushes that talk about Netflix. And that was our new favorite segment, ladies and gentlemen. This is 15 Minutes with Lincoln. That uh, uh, segment was enjoyed, (laughs) not requested, but enjoyed by our listener, Kristen Salisbury. So, thank you, Kristen. We appreciate the uh, encouragement. That's Mm -hmm. all we needed. Clearly, that's all we needed to bring that bit back. And we were, you, if those of you who thought we'd forget, yep. we did not. If you want it again, I guess you better compliment it again. Yeah. You know? Uh, we'll keep it coming. Right. We're on Twitter. We got uh, reviews on iTunes, Facebook. All sorts of places you can get in touch with us. Our yeah. email address, 15 Minutes with Lincoln. Yeah. But if you don't compliment it, that bit dies. Yeah. So there it is. Welcome hey. to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. This is a political podcast. It My is. Name's Timothy Robert Dunn. I'm a common man in Chicago. And I am Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States. And you know, honestly, George W. Bush is kind of in the news lately. Because of the Ellen thing. Oh, well, we talked about that last week. <laughs> yes. No, but because of the uh, troops. Uh, ah, yes, mil- because of mil- Syria. Yes. Um, yes, that's uh, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about today. But real quick... We are just, you know, 12 hours, uh, maybe more, from the, uh, God, I don't even know what number, Democratic debate. Abe, did you have any thoughts? Well, I think we can expect people to come out strong against Elizabeth Warren for whatever reason. Yeah. Seems like everybody is just gearing up for that. Do you feel like she's the front runner now? No. Really? No, not at all. You think it's still Biden? Yeah. She's having, like, uh, uh, like kind of the, the social media front running right now. Sure. But everyone's kind of had those moments. I mean, uh, here's who I can say Mayor, has had those moments. Yeah. Harris. Yes. Uh, I guess Mayor Pete. Oh, he had a big one. When Did he, he really? Yeah, remember when he was on The View? No, I don't remember. Well, when he, he was, was on The View. Booker hasn't really had that moment, has he? Well, no. And he's even trying by dating Night Nurse, and it's just not working <laughs> for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I it's interesting to think that she's not the nominee. I mean, it looks like if, if the... I know we still have so much time before the primary, but if it was today, it seems like she would win Iowa and New Hampshire. You think she'd win Iowa? I do, yeah. Just I based on the polling so far. I don't know. That Joe Biden... <laughs> He's so inoffensive. He's going to be tough to beat. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll take your word for it. He doesn't have as much money as the other campaigns. Here's three things the Democrats need to figure out, I think. Okay. Oh. Uh, clickbait for you. All right. 
Number one, they have to figure out how to rally behind the nominee, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they can't afford to like divide the vote as they have in the past. Other other parties have done this. I myself benefited from a divided vote. Sure. Uh, and uh, I also almost suffered from it. There was a group of Republicans who split off from me in 1864, but thankfully they came back in mm. shortly after um, you know Sherman captured Atlanta. Captured is kind of a nice way of putting it. Yeah, right. We don't need to go into that. You burned out. Right, yeah. And, you know, it was, hey. There shouldn't be a smile on your face. You mess you, with the bull, you... you get your city burned out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, divided ticket. Democrats need to get people, behind one another. There were Confederates who actually thought they were still going to win after Atlanta, like, burned. It's like that was, like, the one of the most major, that was the major base yeah. of their manufacturing, their supplies chains to the what they we're going we're going off into the weeds now yeah. what are the other two that's things something that, that general grant did he we raised made sure his army lived off of the land rather than having a supply chain what are the other two things that the democrats need to do uh, i uh, they can't afford uh they have, you know it seems as if in recent memory they just rely on uh uh recent history they rely on voter turnouts just having sure. a big voter turnout and they don't have like kind of a dedicated base so much nationally so no it seems like it's becoming the educated right which isn't maybe big enough the educated am i wrong i don't i i, I didn't say it i mean you risk offending a whole lot of people by saying that okay all right i think they'd probably say the miseducated okay college educated i will say that and uh you not know, oh Abe, what did you do to my okay, dog? Okay, you know, this is what... Come here, Penny. She tried to jump on my lap, and I've tried to talk to you before, Timothy, that we are a serious political podcast. Occasionally touches on Listeners, pop culture. Penny jumped up, and it, she just fell off of Abe and hurt herself. It's not it's okay. my responsibility. It's okay. Oh, she's trying to lick my chocolate and milk. And she just drank from your chocolate she milk. She didn't drink the chocolate milk. No. She licked the side of the <laughs> Okay, now this actually happened for the listeners at home. <laughs> She hopped up on Timothy's yeah. lap, showing with good reason why I do not let this canine do the same to me. <laughs> then immediately stuck her snout into his glass and drank from it. Did and this is an honest question, Abe Abraham Lincoln. Did her tongue go in my? Yes, chocolate? it absolutely. Okay, well, did. I can't drink it now. And you know what? You can't because and also dogs shouldn't be having either milk or chocolate. No, yeah, I, I, and neither should thirty-three-year-old men. <laughs> my friend. My friend Brian Duff drinks milk all the time, yeah. like some kind of sociopath, because he says it builds strong muscles. <laughs> he, wait, wait he, that's, I'm sure he has a, you know, I don't I drink get chocolate into... milk because it is delicious, okay? It's like a dessert. Well, I, I don't, I'm not going to dispute that, but uh-huh. at least I just couldn't miss it up. The point is, she took advantage of my kindness. She did. She put her tongue in my chocolate milk. This is milk. a dog that I found behind a yeah. medical dumpster. Yeah. And has had heartworm problems. Right. So what's the third thing the Democrats need to do? Oh, boy. Uh, you can't uh, win an election trying to apply the lessons of the previous election. Yeah, no, I you think You can't look accurate. backwards. We don't know what's going to be the strategy that wins in 2020. Because uh-huh. it's not 2020. We don't know. It's, we, won't, we won't know until we try. And yeah. you can't try to do what would have worked in 2016. So what I'm saying is you can't just vote for Bernie because Bernie would have beat him in 2020. It's not necessarily like that. No, I don't think it's necessarily true that Bernie would have won. We don't know that for sure. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. Uh, he didn't win in uh, in Hil- Hillary against her. No. So, I think those are three things we should we should look for. Sure. Um, so let's get to uh, an issue that's definitely going to come up in the twenty twenty election, and that is uh, Donald Trump's maybe biggest foreign policy blunder uh, to date. 
I think some people could say his China trade policy. I don't really know. But he uh, pulled troops out of Syria, and now Turkey has invaded Syria uh, to seemingly slaughter uh, our allies, uh, the Kurds, in that region. Um, Abe, you uh, were a former military man. What are your thoughts on this matter? I've never claimed to be a former military man. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, I, I was in a militia, the Black Hawk campaign. Yeah. And I, I saw most... You really lorded over me on a couple of episodes. You know, so. I saw more mos- mosquitoes than I did see natives. Yeah, I know. And I didn't want to be so heavily involved in the Civil War. I, I was hoping that a general would have... Pl- put the dog down? It looked like you were giving me, like, a... a no, I'm, I understand. You you would... These times, you, you don't have many animals in your life, so you need this one. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I didn't really want to have to be so involved in military matters. Right. But I was a quick study, so I learned and read as many textbooks as I could, mm-hmm. the ones that were translated from, from French. Because, you know, a lot of our military commanders in West Point was really learning from, like, you know, like Napoleonic texts and stuff. I think I... Whoop. Table's falling over. Uh, I think I did know that, yeah. We're having a pretty good day production We're having wise. a... Yeah, no kidding. So, anyway, uh, what did you ask? Something about Turkey? Just general thoughts on uh, uh, how this has unfolded. Yeah, it's unfolded, it's a tragedy, and it's not going to matter. It's not going to affect him at all. You don't think so? No, people have forgotten about it already. By the time this podcast comes out, something else will have happened. So how do you, let's say you're Adam Kinzinger, a representative in a district in Illinois. He's been openly critical of the president. He's a veteran. Um... You know, loud, boisterous comments against Trump. How do you pivot from that to, and he's the man we should reelect in 2020? I think that, to me, this whole military, this, this whole campaign is just completely foreign to me, no pun intended. I mean, in my time, so many people were affected by the war. And this is like a friends and family right. campaign. So few people, and no, no American really knows the Kurds. They don't know any... Kurds. I mean, personally? No, you're right. Like, is there even a famous Kurd celebrity? Uh, not not that I personally know. I mean, I feel like the general... Uh, I don't, yeah, so I don't know his last name. So I guess you've proven your point. So no one's going to care. Do you feel like... Um, it's, a tr- it's a tragedy, but, I mean, hey... What was that? Just, hey, you know... Just that, that life, modern life is full of tragedy? No, just life in general is full of tragedy. Uh-huh. We can't be expected to be all over the place in the, on the, in the world. I'm sure people will see that, but then at the same time, it's like, well, what should we do if we do have the means? I know not. We're a long way away from the Monroe Doctrine. Um, you know, you're familiar? I've heard of it. Monroe Doctrine, wait, was that the thing where foreign, uh, you know, countries aren't allowed to build bases or have land within the United States territories? Yes, and and that we kind of carved out a sphere of influence right. immediately surrounding our, our, you know, territory. Yeah. I'm impressed with myself that I knew that. Uh, yeah, you would have done well <laughs> for yourself. I would really love, that would be really great, if somehow whatever forces that have united to magically ensure that our fates are intertwined. If one day you were just sucked back to the 1860s, <laughs> like, I just think that would be so fun. It's almost surprising that storyline, as we'll call it, hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I mean, just, would you imagine? Just do that for like a month? Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Would you have your podcasting equipment with you? I don't know. Because you wouldn't be able to plug it in. No. Or charge it. Yeah. No, you know, I, I wouldn't want to just, you know, copy other other people and like say 
fall through a portal behind a Burger King or something like that. Right. We would want to do our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not what happened with us, but you No, it's not what... That's a very successful thing that happened, you know, you could imagine. Um, oh, great. Now the dog has something to say. See, other podcasts have their thing and we have ours. Several things would work in your favor going to the 1860s. Yeah. But one of which that would give you away immediately... Yeah. How friendly you are to dogs. <laughs> Let's get back on track. I suppose. Um, uh, we have a letter that was uh, released just a couple hours ago from the president to uh, President Erdogan of Turkey. Uh, I'm just going to read it because um, say what you will about uh, this tragedy. Um, this is just, I feel like, a really strange window into the president and his communication style. Here we go. It reads, uh, from Trump, Dear Mr. President, Let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy. And I will. I've already given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Brunson. I have worked hard to solve some of your problems. Don't let the world down. You can make a great deal. General Mazloum, that's the guy I was referring to, is willing to negotiate with you, and he is willing to make concessions that they would never have made in the past. I am confidentially enclosing a copy of his letter to me, just received. History will look upon you favorably if you get this done right and in uh, done the right and humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I will call you later. Sincerely, Donald Trump, President of the United States. It's, um... It's, uh, it's something. I mean, uh, to call someone a devil in one sen- sentence and then, you know, three sentences later, s- sentences later, call him, tell him, uh, I'll call you later. It's, uh, it's really something. In my time, parents would be charged with the schooling of their children, mm-hmm. and they didn't know what to do, so they would make, a lot of parents would have their children make their own copies of the dictionary. Mm-hmm. You'd have to go by hand, by hand. That's how you were educated? Well, partly, yes. Other parents... Aesop's Fables, I know. Yeah. Uh, so needless to say, I've just... I think that we've we've lost sight of that because the... Um, trying to even now... I'm even at a loss for words to describe your loss for words. The vocabulary has shrunk to such a degree these days. I mean, why, you should pull up one of the letters I wrote. You need a thesaurus to get through that thing. And nowadays, it's like you're saying the devil. He's yeah. got like... Every sentence is eight words. Right. All, all of his words are like very, very incredible, great. It's all hyperbole. Deal this, deal yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, at least we know he wrote it. I mean, who else would it go with that? <laughs> this is bad. I just don't know if you can leave. Uh, well, I, I don't know what you're going to do. It's, it's tough. I mean, don't listen to me. It's, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was president and... Uh, we didn't exactly solve the whole Native yeah. American thing. Right. Um, they were down to like thousands of Native Americans, even when I was president. Mm-hmm. Compared to 32 million Americans. Yeah. Pretty wild. Native Americans didn't even have any citizenship rights when I was around. They had no rights whatsoever. Um, Abe, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, uh, you've talked about this many times, we shouldn't just be at constant war. We shouldn't be at war uh, in all places around the world at all times. But, you know, this is like, this is an ally. This is someone who has helped us. Um, who has helped us? The Kurds. Oh. Fight ISIS. Were you unaware of that part of the oh, story? Yeah, no, I knew this. Okay, all right. That's why we were talking about George W. Bush earlier, because he, like, founded ISIS. No, George W. Bush didn't f- uh, found ISIS. I mean, I think that was um, probably something 
Trump said? Oh. I also think he said that about Barack Obama. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm still doing pretty well keeping up with this. Buddy, you're doing great. Just because we're already at 16 minutes, and just give me the just quickest answer possible. How do we balance uh, sort of the post-World War II foreign policy doctrine of, um, you know, being the world's policeman, while at the same time, you know, not just starting fires all over the world? I don't know. I, I don't even know, like, the first thing about World War II. Well, I... I mean, I told I keep telling you watch Band of Brothers. I I've tried a- episode, man. One of those first episodes where they're in basic training and then they feed them spaghetti, but it's a, it's just you know ketchup and army noodles and they make them go on that run. It's good stuff, Abe. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out. Okay. Abe, anything else you want to uh, cover in terms of Syria or the Democratic debates? No. Okay. You're not in trouble for not having anything else. I'm know. sorry. It's okay. I do my best. Yeah, I understand. I, I always thought my role was to provide like a historical perspective right. on today's events. And just, you know, put things into my context for people. But there's just not really anything you can do at this point. Yeah, it's just, I don't even know if what I have to say is all that useful. Hmm. We, you want to play PlayStation? Yeah, you want to play, play some PlayStation after this? Yeah. Okay, cool. I got uh, Spelunky. We could do, like, co-op Spelunky. Oh, nice. Folks, that's going to do it here for uh, 15 Minutes with Lincoln. If you have any thoughts on Democratic debate or questions for Abe or any uh, tips or walkthroughs for Spelunky, please email us at 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical, one five minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. Or, as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we'll see you next time here on 15 Minutes with Lincoln.